Seat yourselves, men and women of planet Earth. Come as you are, from work, from taverns, from study, science hall, and all that exists. Come all who are weary of their status quo, bored, hungry, unsatisfied. Join us today at Conscious Speaks. Hello, everybody. It's Kelly J, host of Conscious Speaks. And today, uh, we have an amazing audio healing experience to create for you, spirit-led, all the way from Boston. And today, we're going to be meeting with an amazing woman, a peer and a friend of mine, Dr. Jumei Zhang. And Jumei Zhang is the assistant professor of medicine um, at the section of hematology and oncology and the Department of Medicine at the Boston University School and uh, College. And she's also a health and life coach at HOE, which is uh, HOE Wellness. And HOE stands for Heaven on Earth. And I really love that acronym. And uh, she's the author of an amazing book. It's called The Joy of Letting Go of Your Biomedical Career, The Ultimate Quitter's Guide to Flourish Without the Burnout. So let's all take a slow breath in and a soft exhale out and give a warm, conscious welcome to Dr. Shumei. Welcome to the show, Shumei. How are you doing? I'm good, Kelly. <laughs> so good to be back. Yes, it's so good to have you back, back. Oh, my gosh. Everybody out there listening, this is um, our second show that Shumei and I are creating, and we're very excited Uh there's some wonderful things going on, and also, and if you're out there listening, we always invite the guests to set the intention for the show, and I usually read it, but today we're going to have Shumei set her intention from her heart live. So uh, what is your intention for the audience and for your audio healing podcast today, Shumei? Um, whoever out there resonates with whatever the message comes through today in our program. I really hope, you know, we can get connected and this message can help you. Mm, I love that. I love the intention. It's real time. It's in the moment. And everyone who's listening, if you have a chance, you can grab a pen because we are going to take calls today. So if you're lit, when you're listening to the show, if you hear something that sparks your soul strand and you want to reach out, and ask a question, you'll want to um, write down this number. It's 1-888-298-KKNW, or that translates to 5969. So we'll be taking questions um, about uh, Shumei's book, The Joy of Letting Go of Your Biomedical Career, The Ultimate Quitter's Guide to Flourish Without the Burnout, Oh, if you have a question about her amazing up-level process, which is what she coaches at HOE Wellness. And during the second part of the show, or it may come up sooner, we are spirit-led. We're going to be talking about moral injury and its correlation in Western medicine and uh, how that uh, works with doctors and patients. So once again, that number is 888-298-5969. That's one 888 KKNW. Okay, now back to you and I, Dr. Shumei. How are you doing today? How do you feel? How's everything going in Boston? Everything is amazing. <laughs> we are frozen cold today, Our but when I went out and I just see the crystals 
of ice formed in, in my palm trees. It's just so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. That makes me uh, that takes us back to our first show when we talked about the meaning of your name. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You share those. Winter share... doesn't bother me, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And uh, it's, um, what is, uh, that was the strong, the first blossom, cherry blossom in the winter. Can you tell the, can you tell the audience again what the meaning of your name is? Oh, sherry means snow and May is the cherry blossom. That's it. That's it. And then we're <laughs> talking about ice crystals. I love it. I love it. So, you know. I think that there's something we want to share with the audience today, and it's very exciting for me as an author. Um, I'm self-published, but you're an author that has a book out, but you just got put, picked up by a new publisher, I think, in New York. Do you want to tell the audience about that and what's going on with your new book? Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, the book was first published um, in June as an ebook on Amazon, and now it's being uh, picked up by a New York publisher, uh, Morgan James Publishing. And they are going to redesign the book. And you already saw the, the new cover <laughs> uh, in your post. And uh, the paperback book uh, will be all available in bookstores uh, next year. I'm so, so excited. It's probably in September, yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. that. That's just a, such a it's such a great gift to receive when you create from your heart something you want to give to the universe to people, especially something like a coaching book to help people find their way through stressful times and and find inner joy and peace, their authentic selves, and then to have a publisher pick it up in the day of self publishing, which is so amazing because that's how my book is out there. I I mean, there's still there's so much excitement to get that recognition from a publisher being picked up. Right. Right. I I heard that I think it, since last year, the average manuscript proposals they received every year is like five thousand and they only publish like one fifty. Wow. So I'm really happy that, you know, um, I think, you know, they, they think the message is very unique. And the, the book is well-written, and probably that's why it's it's got picked. Right, and it's meant to be. Can you tell the listeners out there a little bit about your book? Um, so it it's very clear, pretty much uh, said in the title, the <laughs> very long title. It's the joy of letting go of your biomedical career. And by letting go, it not necessarily mean you absolutely just quit or leave your job but really to let go the old mindset, old structure of the biomedical field. I really like that when you said it's the, the letting go. And it reminds me of our pre-conversation before the show when uh, there was a post or a blog that you put out, um, I want to say recently, but it could have been over a month ago, that said quit your job when you love it, not when you, um, I don't remember if it was hated or, or if you're unhappy. Can you elaborate? Right. <laughs> Will you elaborate and tell the audience out there a little bit about that? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, the word quitting, uh, when I first designed the book title, a lot of people concerned that if the quit is a put a negative image or a stigma, <laughs> quitting your job is like a loser's <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. But really, quitting is especially quitting uh, a biomedical professional job uh, takes bravery 
another loser's mindset. <laughs> right, courage. And most people quit that job is because they don't like their job. Uh, they don't like what they do. They don't like the situation. Um, and and when they move on to trying to find a new job, they think if they can just work on their resume, better their interview skill, and get a different job, they will they'll be happy. But oftentimes that doesn't work uh, because the the energy they carry over has not been resolved. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What they experience in the past might reproduce uh, in the new environment, even you know in a different form or uh, different ways, magnitude. But they probably will encounter the similar situation again. So when I coach my client, when the, the, the people that I would love to work with is really not loving their career. They absolutely love what they do, but they're experiencing the burnout and moral injury, which prevents them from doing what they originally want to do in their job. Right. So that's what I mean, um, really loving, the, loving what they do and upgrading uh, their career path to a different place, different level, different form, so that allowed they were originally intend to do. Right, right. Then that's what I hear, too, is like, you know, loving what you do, but as we talked about in your last show, um, getting to the point where you've exhausted the learning or the tools that you're meant to pick up there, and so you can level up but we don't know that sometimes right yeah people get so uh exhausted and they don't even have the energy and time to stop and think clearly so they keep you know like um like the the merry-go-round you just can't stop you just every day you get up you go and then come back and exhausted and sleep and next day just keep going and there's no time for clarity Uh. and direction to move to Right, right. I had a quote come to me the other day that said, if you don't stop, you'll never get there. And yeah. <laughs> and that really makes me think of that merry-go-round, right? If you're on it and it's just going around and around and around and, around and maybe sometimes you get, I mean, I'm having a vision right now when you're a little kid and you'd play on those and some people are holding on, some are halfway falling off, some are laying down on it and um, the merry-go-round of life. That's the merry-go-round of life, right? Yeah. When, when you get on it, when you start it, you probably, you know, want to have fun. Yeah. You know, everyone is excited to yeah. go to medical school, whether to be a physician or a scientist. You know, it, it's it's our kid's dream. Like, yeah. it's a very glorious profession. Right. And you definitely want to go to that merry-go-round, <laughs> <laughs> you know, have fun. But, you know, after a while, you realize there is uh, some problem there. Right. And, you know, I think that comes down to perception again, right? Where we have that idea in our mind of, you know, helping people, um, you know, giving back, um, creating new science for cures, or um, people get excited about um, a notion because, they've had something happen to them or they've experienced something happening to someone they love. And then as you discussed in the last show, you dedicate your time, your money, all this work, um, hours of your life and you get there and it just might not be what you thought it was going to be. Right. 
Right, right. And I think that's where the part that you spoke about, it says, quit your job when you love it. Because you, I, I have to believe that whatever brought us there was love, but there's always, but there's probably a different door. And I, and, and I think that's what's cool about HOE wellness. And I, I think that's what's really exciting about your level up process is it's a way to show you how to look at where you are and fall back in love with what you've c- created to possibly open new doors or to regain that sense of balance where you are, right? Because we always are where we take ourselves. Right. I love what you said. Just open new doors, definitely. Yeah, that's what I work with my clients. And when they come here, it's like exhausted, have no clue what to do, you know, to to, to leave or not to leave. You know, uh, it's just unthinkable and not much options out there and full of fear, um, frustration. And um, but once we coach and work together and suddenly they say, wow, I never thought of that. I actually can do this. I can do that. And everything is so, you know, achievable. And it just like a light bulb yeah. lights up <laughs> in their yeah. life. And they don't realize they can do what they want to do um, as a medical profession, but without this burnout. Without the burnout. Right. That perception just opens up and it blooms again. And in you know, there's so much stigma when, when you were talking, I was hearing, you know, it's kind of like a marriage or, you know, when we make a big commitment, we're so afraid of we're every, the initial reaction is if you're not happy, you have to leave, but no, there's other options and there's other dories. And when we flip those switches, we actually flip the energy inside of us. And then we could be where we are with a renewed faith, with renewed love and with new, um, new steps and paths, especially as you teach in the level up process. Because when I was reading the book, everybody out there, listeners, the book, um, how the joy of letting go of your biomedical career, um, the ultimate guide. Oh, I just messed it up. The ultimate, and I lost my notes. <laughs> it is a beautiful long title. Uh, the yeah, ultimate, quit, <laughs> but it's, be- it's necessary. Every word is necessary. It's the ultimate quitter's guide to flourish without the burnout. I mean, it's so it's right there. So if we could figure out how to flourish, how to love without burning out, that's how we open the next door. I think with clarity, I jumped on a tangent there, but, um, does that feel right? Yeah. 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 I really like that. And, and you are going to offer some free or complimentary gifted books to some of our listeners today, right? Yes, um, everyone is interested uh, in reading, just uh, email me. Uh, I, I set up an email that's easy to remember. <laughs> it's better than the long title <laughs> of the book. <laughs> it's called the, the Joy of Letting Go at gmail.com. Excellent. The Joy of Letting Go at gmail.com. If you email Dr. Shumay there, you can get a copy of her book and it is beautifully written. It's a really amazing story of awakening and transformation of her life story and how she created her amazing career and life that brought her here into Boston um, um, University. And and then it shows her awakening process and then it shows her her level up process. It, it walks you through 
how you can use it yourself, or you could reach out to have her guide you. So if you're interested in in, in any of the conversation, if some of it sparks your soul strand and, and you want to take that first bite or that first leap into finding out more about the process, I really encourage you to send her an email and get this book because I enjoyed reading it from beginning to end. I didn't want to put it down. So um, kudos. And that's exactly why this book is going uh, to be picked up by Morgan and Jones and will be published um, in paperback uh, this coming September, September 2020. Um, I just had to give all that love to you because you're so amazing. And <laughs> so if we were talking more about the clients that you work with, something that came to me today when I was thinking about the show is Yes, that um, it's it's the title says for biomedical um, uh, career, you know, pay for people that are in the biomedical career. But I've seen people on my posts and in conversations I've had throughout this last week really want to hear about it because they heard they heard the subtitle, the ultimate quitter's guide to flourish without the burnout, how to have the joy of letting go of your career. I mean, I think those things really stuck out. And, and can you let people out there know that uh, how it works for all, all different careers or in not just the biomedical career? Uh, the, the book was originally intent to write for the people that I really know of mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout my career. Uh, but uh, a lot of friends, and they're not in in the biomedical career read it and they told me like oh my god like everyone should read it yes. it's not just for <laughs> biomedical professionals um i think you know one of the things I, i'm not surprising other people in other career found this interesting uh from the subtitle i think it's about the burnout it, it's quite uh it, it's not just for biomedical a lot of um career uh, people are experiencing burnout. Actually, you know, uh, early this year in May, I think, uh, the World Health Organization, WHO, uh, started to putting burnout as a occupational phenomenon mm. in their 11th revision of the international classifications of diseases. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I, I guess, you know, it's it's a quite a... a, a widespread phenomenon in all, across you know occupations wow. um, but just biomedical is is something like you know very um critical because it affects the whole like you know nationwide or global wide uh health because you know we are the professional take care of you know people's health but we're burned out and really uh, suffering, how can we bring house to, to the world? So that's a model of a deep crisis in itself in the field. But I guess everyone, you know, experiencing burnout uh, in, in similar way of chronic stress. Right, right. And it's really, it like when you said it's occupational phenomenon, and I, my, <laughs> the energy, like my cellular structure just went, like it really responded to those words and, and national health problem. You know, I think that's another thing about the title that really just grabbed people because bio, I mean, whether we're knowing it or not, we're all, you know, we've got this biology system that is our body and it's connecting to 
our lives, right? To that merry-go-round, to the yeah. burnout. Most people go to hospitals when they're sick. They they do not realize your house caretakers are already sick themselves, <laughs> you know, in, in different ways, yeah. but they, they're still working. They're really heroes. They're, they're working so hard around the clock uh, to help you, but they're suffering as well. That was something that stuck out to the conversation in, that we had the other night. And I was really looking forward to you sharing your um, experience and, and um, sharing a little bit of that knowledge with the listeners out there. Because, you know, it's, we, we don't, when we go, like you said, everyone goes to the hospital when they're sick. So you don't think about the person there helping you, you just want them to help you, right? Right, right. Because you're, you're, you're already, you know, hard enough, you know, the hardship is preventing you from having energy to think about other people's and the, the same critical, you know, matter, or even crisis for the biomedical professionals, if they are low on energy, it's very hard for them to provide quality care for other people. Yes, it is. And on, I think it was on your pajama talk or one of your posts, you were talking about an experience when you went to the hospital recently with a family member. Right, right. Can you yeah, tell a little is. bit about the, to the audience about, share that experience with them so they could feel from your point of view, sitting there observing from a third point of view in a, in a doctor's or patient area, what that was like? Yeah, it's, it's very... Uh, reluctant. Uh, the doctors are hands full and they're just running around trying their best. But patients wise, you're just sitting there waiting and waiting for all these tests results coming out, you know, and, and waiting for uh, the particular doctor, very specialized, compartmentalized <laughs> uh, to address your particular, you know, issues. And it's just long, long waiting. Uh, it was in the emergency um, department. And uh, some procedure ended up, it's a very simple procedures, but you have to go through the hierarchy to get approval and agreement and have to specify who is doing it. It's very simple procedure. And you know, if, if you know it, the first, you know, a few minutes, you probably take an hour and then you're out of hospital, but we were there the whole day and go through this. And, you know, it, it's, it's nobody's fault. It's the whole system, the way that the doctors have to go through this procedure um, of regulations to avoid any legal issues. And they have to wait, they have to do all the tests, they have to go to a particular person for a little question of that, a little question of that. Yeah, yes. it was... Yeah, very um, limited what you can do about it. <laughs> yes, I found it um, very, for me, not only knowing you and then learning, you know, about your book and, and your process and how you think, but then to to see this experience happen from your eyes and in your knowledge base break it down it was very overwhelming for me to go wow it's just something that you know you you think about in the back of your mind as an as a regular person walking at the doctors you hear about you know my dad was just in the hospital and it took them oh la like last like I think 
five or six months ago, but that he was, it took them like days and he had to go back and spend time there. Like it was a long time for them to figure out what was going on with him. And, and when you don't know, and you, all you do know is that going there is hopefully going to give you an answer. It can be very, very frustrating. And then I'm finding out from you, it's just as frustrating for the doctors and the nurses because they know that they could do this quicker, but their hands are tied sometimes. Right. And they they know they can do better or sometimes they don't know how to do better. Like they, they could give you uh, a lot of things like, you know, the biomedical sciences still in the infancy to what they, you know, what's actually going on in your body. And that's how much test they can do. That's how much drug they can prescribe. And sometimes they are just preventive. They have to give you something and say, well, we really don't know what's going on, but let's try this. Let's try that. So yeah, yeah it's, it's very, um, yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that for everybody. Um, because I think it's important for us to remember that we're all human. We're all here. And, and, and being human means that we're not guaranteed, you know, this perfect life. There's things that come at us. Um, our bodies are running on their own mindset, what we feed it, how we exercise it, how we sleep it, how we um, get on or off that merry-go-round, you know, per se, every day, really does help create the lifestyle. And I heard you say it earlier, we go to the doctor when we're sick, right? And everything is... Um, treat it when it's gotten to a certain point. But what I see that you're you're trying to coach is how this wellness can be taken a step further and how we can right. do it from a preemptive way or like heal, do, work on wellness, the opposite side, not sickness, right? Is that what I'm, am I getting it? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. It's it the flip of the mindset, yes. you know, the, the medical field, the, the traditional Western medicine thinking and the most of the main, mainstream research thinking is that uh, something wrong with your body and we have to fix it. Like your gene is wrong or your protein is you know, wrong or your signal pathway is wrong. Let's just correct it. Let's correct your gene. Let's correct your protein. Let's block this. Let's you know, trigger that. So that's mm -hmm. a lot of manipulation, uh, like intervention towards our system and you know logically mechanically it sounds all perfect but our body is not just mechanical mm. right <laughs> exactly exactly i love that our body is not just mechanical so it's not like a car where we could just take it to the shop after it and just get it fixed some you know and some fix are going to be more expensive and take longer some are if you're doing your checkups every year or following the maintenance for the guides you can pretty much know your car is going to run right but our bodies have so many um and our energy and and there's just so many other moving parts per se going on to a human body right right i think the future medicine you know is going to split into two campuses and one, one of the campuses is along this mechanical view, um, and it will be heavily uh, dependent on technology and running AIs and big datas and regenerate new tissues and organs, like man-made material to replace. 
you know, all of that. And the other campus will be more of um, the energy-based and uh, more holistic way of uh, treating our body, not just mechanically, but uh, based on energy. Well, you just set my mind rolling there with a least 10 questions so i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna i know we have to have 10 shows yeah, to I know. This. <laughs> my mind just went uh okay i'm ready so yeah well you know what that's a great point for us to take a break and then we'll come back we're gonna have a quick commercial break everybody we are um talking to dr shumei zhang She's a PhD assistant professor of medicine of hematology and oncology at Boston University. She's the author of The Joy of Letting Go of Your Biomedical Career, The Ultimate Quitter's Guide to Flourish Without the Burnout. We'll be back. Stay with us. The biomedical field is very competitive. Becoming a biomedical professional takes years of extensive education and significant financial investment. Unfortunately, the dream of making a real difference by discovering and saving lives is often shattered by stress, burnout, funding shortages, administrative burden, and untenable work-life balance. Dr. Shumei Zong set out to cast off her golden handcuffs so that she could live a purposeful and exciting life without the burnout. The Joy of Letting Go of Your Biomedical Career is her fascinating book now available on Amazon. The Joy of Letting Go of Your Biomedical Career profiles Dr. Shumei Zong's struggle of leaving her beloved and yet stressful job at a top medical school. If you're wondering whether you should stay in the traditional biomedical field or create a different career, the good news is Dr. Zong would love to help you by sending you her book for free. Simply visit her website, hoeholisticwellness.com. One more time, hoeholisticwellness.com. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back, everyone, to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW. This is Conscious Speaks, and we are live every Thursday with Kelly J. That's me. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking with author, health coach, and biomedical professor, Dr. Shumei Zong. And uh, we were just talking about... A lot of things on the show earlier. We're talking about her new book that is going to be that just got picked up by Morgan. I'm sorry, that is Morgan Jones, and that'll be coming out in Morgan sept- James or Morgan James. Thank you for correcting yeah. me. That'll be coming out um, in paperback in September. We're talking about HOE Wellness, which is her coaching site. And uh, if you go to the, uh, oh my gosh, I didn't write down the email for your free book giveaway can you repeat oh that's the uh the joy of letting go at gmail.com yes you can uh, get a free book that's uh and then you can follow along and learn about the level up process which we're also talking about one of the things that i really enjoyed talking to shume about was moral injury and burnout and i'm really excited to just kind of have you explained to them, because it's new to me, how that works and what that is for the listeners out there? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, 
So as we talked about before, uh, WHO named burnout as the occupational phenomenon across different uh, occupation fields. And it has to have three uh, criteria. One is uh, feelings of energy depletion and exhaustion. And two is increased mental distance from one's job or feeling of feelings of uh, negativity or cynicism related to one's job. Mm. And the third is, uh, as, a, as a result, it reduced professional efficiency, right? And this can happen in any occupation. Uh, but I, I guess the WHO is continue to investigate the, um, how to redefine it in the future. Um, but regardless how we, you know, categorize whether it's a phenomenon or whether it's a disease, uh, it's real and it's epidemic, uh, mm. in, especially in the medical field. But the medical field has something uh, very specific and deep in terms of the burnout. And that's what we call it, moral injury. Mm. Um, I believe the first, uh, the, originally the moral injury was a term used for soldiers on the battlefield. Uh, they're experiencing uh, PTSD and uh, just uh, they feel their, um, their moral beliefs was transgressed deeply um, by their experience on, on the battlefield. Yeah. Right. And I think uh, doctors um, Simon um, Talbot and Dr. Wendy Dean are the two doctors, I believe they're the first one, um, I could be wrong, they're the first one to use this term uh, in the medical professions. Of course, uh, for the healthcare professionals, uh, the moral injury is not about like killing another humans <laughs> in the context of war, right. but it is deeply because being unable to provide the high quality care and healing in the context of healthcare. And uh, in their article, um, they cited a journalist uh, called uh, Diane Silver have a description. It's very poetic, but I think it, you will love it. Uh, the moral injury is about a deep soul wound that pierces a person's identity, sense of morality, and the relationship to society. Mm. Yes. And that's what uh, a lot of biomedical uh, professionals experience uh, in their un inability to provide the care they intend to care. They, they swore in to be a, a physician, a physician scientist when they take the oath into the, the white coat, you know, ceremony to, to save lives. But when they cannot do it uh, because of the structure um, they, they're so as deeply wounded. Right. That's just, it's so powerful to me how those mirror each other and um, how painful that must be and how that does trigger what we feel is burnout, but it's something so much deeper. Right. It is, it is much deeper. And um, that's why uh, they believe uh, the physician burnout is not really just 
you know, exhaustion or stress. You know, think about that, you know, medical schools and whoever went through medical school, they, they have the capacity to deal with stress. You know, years of, you know, tough training, like sleepless night, they can handle it. Mm. It's, it's not like they cannot handle stress. They, they have full capacity to be resilient in those situations. But it's really the moral injury they experience and um, that really be hurtful to their soul. And, and when they experience that, their body just responds in, into this um, protective mechanism. They just shut down, uh, went into like a depression, yes. what we, we saw. And, and that's their body is not cooperating. <laughs> Yeah, I feel they, that. They lost com compassion. They, they, they love this career, like what I described before. They, they really love the career. They love to save people. But the structure is in the way that they cannot. And uh, this just horrible um, relationship was developed. They, they, they are there to compassionately love their patients, save their lives. But then a lot of them experience, it turned into like a hatred. Right. They, they no longer feel, they drag themselves to, to go to work and seeing their patients. And the relationship between patients and doctors are not very merry. <laughs> not as they could be, right? Not as they yes. were imagined. Yeah, right. I, I looked up, I, I looked it up just real quick because you know, and, and how it trans, you know, transmutes over, you know, unintentional errors. Military personnel are well-trained in the rules of engagement and do a remarkable job making life or death decisions in war. However, sometimes unintentional error leads to the loss of life or non-combatants setting the stage for moral injury. And when you look at, you know, the medical field is kind of a war field that, you know, triage is trying to be done to help people prevent illness or to heal them and when they aren't allowed to do that or their hands are tied or you know some of the it just seems to me like that just it's like a flip it's just right there it's the same thing right in my book I uh mentioned an interesting research report that you know the the long hour when the doctors uh, are burned out they tend to prescribe more antibiotics to patients than they would normally do. <laughs> it's a very, really? you know, interesting observation. And, you know, it, this is just like one little example, yeah, but yeah. there are many things could go on wrong uh, when, when physicians are burned out. Um, and and it, it is, I know a lot of my clients and other people in this field, it is quite brutal it's just, I never imagined so much fear from physicians, fear of being sued mm. by very teeny little mistake they could ever make. So to prevent that, they over protect, over test, over prescribe just in case. So yeah, it, it's very brutal. The whole, it, the whole itself, circle, the whole circle. Right, propelling fear and stress and energy depletion. It just... Right. For something that we would hope would have a little bit more transparency. But, you know, what I hear is, you know, these healers are wanting to go work. And because of the burnout and the stress, then obviously in overworked and 
tired. And then that's when those mistakes happen. So then insurance and different big companies, you know, and are, the legal and issues, the legal issues pop up. up. So right. that, that exasperates just, the problem, right? And so then people become, you know, on guard, like you said, stressed, and then not able to make those really good decisions or, right. or to be able to show up rested or not burn out to do what it is that they wanted to love doing so much. Right. And this is just not um, physicians, like seeing patients. Yeah. This also happened to uh, medical scientists and not being able to do what they love to do and because of the way that the system set up. Right. It just seems like the whole level up process really can help people, you know, that health life coach help these different professionals really get back to base one, which is first figure out how to reconnect to their authentic self to find self-love and joy, to, you know, figure out how to get off that merry-go-round long enough to take some self-care. Um, and, and that's what I really hear coming through a lot in this conversation, too, um, that that can help lead to, to, to that flip starting sooner. Right, right. And a lot of hospitals are picking up wellness programs for physicians nowadays, which is a very uh, good thing. Uh, but it is like just conventional wellness program has their limitations. And in terms of how far it can go, it will not 100% solve the problem within the current system. Right. What is your dream for the current system? Um, the current system still is going to be there for, you know, for quite a while. But my dream is not really for the current system. Mm. I'm really uh, looking to build uh, a new system outside the current system. Yay! And that's really the solution. <laughs> okay, so now you got me. I love that. What is your dream for your, how do you see the new system? Dream it big, sister. Share it with us. Share it with the world, the universe. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> it's just my dream. <laughs> but I, I do intend to realize it in, in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. So so first of all, um like in terms of leaving the old system, it's not for everyone. And because the system is still needed, uh still functioning, um, even though a, a lot has being showing that you know the, the burnout and the moral injury is really indicating a bigger problem, not just individually for physicians and scientists, but but really indicating a crisis for the system. So um, so like recently, for example, uh, Massachusetts Health and Hospital Association and Massachusetts Medical Society and Harvard School of Public Health. Uh, they actually jointly published a white paper titled A Crisis in Healthcare, A Call to Action on Physician Burnout. Mm. And they realized this is already a crisis and this is not on an individual level. It's the system uh, either need to be changed or a new system need to be established. 
And this is not just for clinical and hospital, also in the biomedical research field. Um, Dr. Bruce Alberts and Mark Kirshner, uh, Shirley Tagman and Dr. Arnold Bomas from uh, UC San Francisco, Harvard Medical School, Princeton University, and National Health uh, Cancer Institute. Uh, they are, they're the forerunner, also calling on action to address systemic problems in the biomedical research enterprise. And that's, you know, they, they are the, I, I think they are the, really the visionaries mm. to see through uh, the burnout, moral injury uh, from the individual to really recognize it's a systemic problem. It's not just the individual cannot handle uh, the self-care or stress. Wow. So that's why I say the wellness uh, program is good, definitely needed to help them to um, uh, individually to, to ease the, the situation, but it's not going to solve the problem within the system. So the solution is really outside the system. I like that. And, yeah. <laughs> It made me think of Jerry Maguire when you see, you know, when you said the white paper, I understand it's a, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty big <laughs> deal, but that's what through my mind. Help me help you. And so the, you know, we need the, we need the big guns per se inside the system, you know, writing those white papers, getting that systemic change started. But like you said, that um, it's us little guys and us patients and uh, everyone outside that has to do their part too. Right. Right. So my big dream is really to help those, um, you know, people who felt they are depressed and often people say this is, oh, this is so bad. You know, only like a small percentage of physicians uh, depressed to the point that they, they have suicidal thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And 60% 60, 60 of them, it's a, it's a large number, do experience burnout. You know, among those people, this is not really bad. When you feel moral injury, to my point of view, it is really showing that uh, that person have a very sensitive soul. Mm. They're, they're the forefront runner to sense uh, the moral um, decline, disalignment, yeah. right? And it's really your 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 body and mind and soul are chronically uh, out of alignment. And they are the one that is sensitive enough to pick it out, mm. right? And and I believe they are the one is best fit to build a new medical system outside the current system. Ooh, I like that. I just got spiritual chills. I, you know, it's that 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 word that we like way showers. Um, yeah, they're they're not the weaker ones. They're not, you know, the weak <laughs> of the link yeah. or they're not the one that is the loser in the cohort and like have to quit their job because they're, no, you know, they're not good at it. It's because they got actually, something else to do. Yes. They're actually experiencing more of the sensitivity of their soul out of alignment. And they're the ones to hear, have a mission yes, to yes. break through uh, this old system to create a new ones. I and those are the that. clients I love to help with. You know, I love that. I love it because, you know, it's what I teach, you know, um, that something that seems like our darkest moment is really a way shower 
to the next brightest light. And so anybody who's out there in the biomedical field or, you know, that is, you know, having the symptoms that we've talked about, they are actually being called to a higher action. And if they can see that there's another level up doorway to find this bright light and really help revolutionize that next level up in humanity's way of processing healthcare, that's your perfect clients, right? Right, right. It is not easy looking at, you know, their their physical <laughs> no. situation, uh, their job situation. It is a glorious, you know, profession to be a physician, to mm-hmm. be a medical scientist. And, you know, and they have their original mission and, and their compassion. So, and, and also financially, it, it is a quite decent yes income and uh, stable paycheck and those are the big hurdles for them to to come out of the system and that's why they need help the extra support uh, to bring clarity and bravery and handle the all the fears around this matter uh, to really you know bring them close to what their purpose what they meant to be and their their mission yeah their soul journey. Heart. Right. Soul. Just and like you found. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy what I'm doing now, you know, writing this book and help my clients uh, to, to, to do this. And it's not easy. What, whatever um, is easy is not breakthrough, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but this has to be done and have to have enough people uh, experience it and has a deep understanding of it. And then they have uh, the innovative idea coming out of them to, to, uh, to be awakened uh, uh, to a new system. Well, I love that you said it has to be done because it's, it's that sense of, I don't want to say urgency, but it's that sense of knowing that can propel these way showers into that next moment to jump off the merry-go-round per se and and then decide how to participate with the merry-go-round is what I'm hearing versus still being flung around on it. Right, right. They have to to detach, detach from it. it, it and that's the, the letting go part. But once you can let it go, it's just a bright field opens up for you, which you can never see before. You know, you have to jump off that uh, the merry-go-round and to to see it. I agree. I agree. It. It's it's you know. with my own spiritual work. I agree. Like you, there's this blind faith involved, and and now that I'm a coach as well, I get to be a hand holder too, um, as a way shore of having jumped as you did. But it was it took it, a belief in not knowing and finally just being okay with believing that what was on the other side of that fear was going to be greater than the fear that permeated the whole, the room that I needed to enter before I could even walk through that door. Right. It is facing unknown is men's, you know, biggest challenge, you know, and that's where 
fear comes, right? And yeah. it's all natural biologically. Uh, it's all natural put us on our this fight and flight mode, right? Right. So yeah. as a biomedical <laughs> doctor, I mean, you can actually scientifically say, yeah, it feels that wrong because it's literally overriding our senses, right? Right. I, I love the word overriding. Actually, <laughs> you know, the, the upper level program is just rewiring uh, and, you know, uh, the whole process and you don't have to experience fear yeah. uh, while you go through this you can you can have a 20 20 vision yes. of what's going to happen and and really um, co-create it, it. The, yeah exactly make the hard decision easier and you know with the hand holding along the way it, it doesn't have to be a hard breakthrough it can be ease and fun and, and that there's others out there like you right and that's one thing i think that I know I would want people to know, and I'm sure you do that. If the person is sitting there having these feelings, like I did when I was trying to figure out how to break through myself, you feel like you're the only one. But once right. you get through that doorway and then you blow your perception open, you realize, oh my gosh, there's other people here and they think the same way I do. And they want to do the same thing. And they've been having the same thoughts. And there's this whole new group that you get to be with, right? Yeah, yeah. But the support is definitely uh, is critical yeah. to, to help going through this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will hands down say that. And yeah. Ever and since... You don't have to fight alone. Like, <laughs> you don't have to don't fight alone. You don't have to be the lone soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> no. And that's the beautiful thing I love about your book. I'm going to come back to the book because if you read th this book, listeners, and you you get to meet someone their whole story from childhood, how they perceived growing up forward. Uh, you know, Dr. Chimay's whole journey of wanting to become a doctor and what that looked like and how she created it moving forward and never gave up and, and, and how through, you know, burnout or, and just discomfort found different ways to perceive and open up these different pathways. And now she writes this book and creates a level up process and you can experience that not alone with this book, I assure you. And then if you are called to work with her, you can reach out and work with her. And so it's really, really amazing book. Again, why it was picked up, I'm sure, by Morgan and James, because it is such a great read. It's such a great story. It's called The Joy of Letting Go of Your Biomedical Career, The Ultimate Quitter's Guide to Flourish Without the Burnout. And it's written by my guest today and my friend, Dr. Shumei Zhang, and she's the Assistant Professor of Medicine Section of Hematology and Oncology um, for the Department of Medicine at Boston University. She is a health and life coach at hoewellness.com. I encourage you to reach out to her and to, um, to really find a place to open up your heart and find your authentic self. Um, thank you for joining us today so much, Shumei. Thank you for inviting me back. It's really enjoyable, and we have a lot to talk about. Oh, we do. You already made a third show in my mind earlier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. And everybody, I'm so blessed again to share time and space with you today who tuned in late listening through podcasts. Thank you, Alternative Talk Radio, and thank you, Eric Ryder and Mary Milano and, and Eric Crema, Don Avery, Larry Mitchell. Uh, I just want to thank everybody out there. Love wins when we choose love. And that's a circle. Love and namaste. Kelly J.